Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio by my good friend, Dr. Daniel Murray. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. It's an honor to be here, sir. Yes, I'm excited. I know in the brief time that we've been connected, I've learned a lot from you. I've grown from you. I think there's quotes that you've given me um, that I've been able to even use in some of the content that I've created because you're somebody who's focused on growth. And I know that what you're going to be able to share today about your journey is going to help some of the listeners really to um, be elevated in, in, so. in, in, in their, their, their own individual path. I hope so. And I appreciate that. The feeling is mutual, of course. Yes. So for people who don't know you, I want to make sure I go through your biography so people have an idea of the great person you are. So um, I have you. You graduated from Parker University in August of 2016. During your time there, you served as a research assistant, student senator, IFCO president and student senate president. As a student, you attended the BMTE mission trip to Peru where you were able to gain valuable experience adjusting at a high volume. A month after graduation, you opened up your own clinic, Murray Chiropractic Center in San Antonio, Texas, which is pretty amazing. You just waited a month and hey, I'm gonna go right after it. And I know you and I've discussed some chiropractic journeys or they, they might go to work for another practice to kind of get a little hang to it. But you said, no, I'm gonna dive right in and I'm just gonna be, be, be the business owner myself. So absolutely. I think that's admirable. You focus on the detection and correction of vertebral or correct vertebral vertebral subluxation. Yes, sir. Okay. You have to explain that to us later. Absolutely. <laughs> so you're pra you practice with members who range in age from newborns to seniors, and you have a special affinity for adjusting families. You've adjusted professional athletes, inclu including an ex NFL player. And you're also a published author. So on top of everything we just mentioned, you're also an author. Your book, Keeping Health Simple, can be purchased on Amazon. And then you're a father, three children, Jeffrey, Danny, and Davey. All three children play basketball, enjoy kayaking, fishing, and camping with, with, with you, their dad. And then you're an avid gardener. So what, what don't you do? I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you're an avid gardener. You spend most of your free time working on DIY projects around the house. And one of your passions is real estate investing, which, which where you focus on purchasing older homes, remodeling them, and then renting them out and selling or selling them. Um, your, uh, your future plans for your practice include bringing on an associate uh, a chiropractor and expanding to own multiple locations. Yes, sir. Um, so I love the vision. Um, your key to success is using your clinic to build people, not using people to build your clinic. If you would, um, and then for anybody listening in, if you want to connect with Dr. Murray or have questions about his practice or his model, uh, you feel free to reach out to him at murraychirocenter at gmail.com. Again, quite the man. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with somebody like me. I'm honored, sir. <laughs> so t tell me about, um, maybe the first thing we'll talk about is that, that complicated word I tried to read earlier. So uh, vertebral subluxation, maybe so people know a little bit of what that is. Sure. So uh, ver vertebra are the bones in your spine. Okay. And subluxation is a term for a spinal misalignment. So uh, repetitive motion, posture, and sometimes uh, accidents can cause spinal bones or, or vertebrae to move improperly. Mm -hmm. So a, a subluxation 
is a spinal bone that isn't moving properly. And that's my job to find those joints that aren't moving mm-hmm. and make sure that I restore proper motion so that the person can stand up straighter, sleep better, this, whatever the symptomatology yes, is. Yes. Yes. And it, even I think hearing from you and seeing the impact of something like that, it's again, it's quality of life that you help people with. Absolutely. Uh, which is a powerful thing in and of itself. Tell us about what inspired you to become a chiropractor. Sure. So I actually got very sick uh, towards the end of my teaching career. I was a special education teacher for nine years. I started off in ESL and then I moved into inclusion. And um, th- at, at the end of my teaching career, I was I was getting burnt out. Special education is, is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pretty good at it. So I actually... Uh, when, when you're good in education, it, you just tend to take on more and more. So I was at the point where I was looking for something different. I was actually already taking classes, uh, studying nutrition and um, going the nutritionist route. And I ended up getting getting very sick. I started to develop an autoimmune condition. Mm, I mm. went through the medical path um, through my primary care physician, uh, then went through uh, some work with a specialist and long story short, I had an infection that lasted 90 days through multiple, oh multiple rounds of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't getting better. I, I was eating good, working out, drinking plenty of water. Uh, like I mentioned, I went the medical route, but I was getting sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. So uh, out of desperation, I called a, a high school friend of mine who was a practicing chiropractor at the time, and he still is. And, and I asked him, you know, I, I told him, my history and and what was going on. And he said, you need to do two things. You need to go on a cleanse, which means not just eating, not just eating healthy, but actually supplementing uh, specifically to create a release of toxins in your body. And, and it was a pretty strict, uh, pretty strict cleanse that I Mm -hmm. went on. And he said, you also need to be getting adjusted two or three times a week until the infection breaks. At that point, I didn't understand the connection between mm-hmm. the immune system and the chiropractic adjustment. Sure. But I trusted my buddy's judgment, and quite frankly, I'd already been through the medical route, and it wasn't helping, so mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't really have another choice. And so I uh, cleaned up my diet. Uh, he recommended a cleanse that I went on, a 21-day program, and uh, went to the closest chiropractor to my house and started getting adjusted two or three times a week. Lo and behold, the infection broke uh, at the yes. end, of, end of the first week. Wow. And I, I really haven't had a lot of symptomatology since then related to the autoimmune condition. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and well, I say that recently, just within the past year, I can feel it creeping back on. So it's time to do another cleanse. I, I get adjusted on a regular basis, but mm-hmm. I've let my nutrition uh, game slide a little uh, bit. Okay. So. I got you. Well, that one, I always appreciate authenticity and transparency. Absolutely. But then two, your awareness to recognize it and see some, something that could even benefit you in your journey. What I, what I love about hearing your story is that you tried the traditional route and then, and that wasn't working for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And you said, all right, I'm going to the doctor. I'm taking the medication that's prescribed. And relatively speaking, you know, you were eating right and, and working out and doing what you were supposed to be doing. Yet, it wasn't enough. Right. And then you had a friend who cared enough about you and then you, you, you respected enough to say, you know what, whatever you say, I'm going to try it out. And then so for you, you what it sounds like you got a taste of the experience of, be, of being on the receiving end 
of um, the chiropractic expertise. And then you're saying, you know what? What if I can do that for other people? Absolutely. It was a confluence of events where I was already looking for something outside of education. I, mm -hmm. I knew that my, my time in education had, was coming to an end just because I wasn't enjoying it like I did when I first started. And that, that's not fair to the students. So wow. yes. uh, at that point, I, I made a decision to um, apply to chiropractic school. I did, you know, have this amazing experience personally and decided this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help other people that are in a similar situation. Mm -hmm. And what you still do, the calling to educate, what, what, I'm, what I've seen in you and heard from you has never left you. Because you're still True. educating, right? Like you're still True. educating. You no longer have a classroom necessarily of five days a week educating. Right. But all of your patients, what you're putting into the content you put on YouTube and Facebook, and even what you've written about, all of this goes toward this education passion that you have. So you're still able to use this passion to educate, but now it's in a different format. Absolutely. It's, it's just I make more money and I have less paperwork. That's, that's <laughs> the only two differences. I love that. I make more money and less paperwork. I feel like that's a lot of my, my new calling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I think as people tune in, I think uh, and I, I know the experience of going through a time period where I'm paid too much. Not that I was making a lot, but I was paid too much to ever want to quit the job. And a number of people, as I talk to people, I mean, I would estimate just from talking to people about where they are, even people that are successful in their careers have, um, have expressed that, you know, 89% of people are frustrated with their current job and calling. Often it's not even because they're not paid enough. Often they're paid too much to want to risk the discomfort of doing something else like you did. Sure. Well, education does not have that problem, so it made it very easy for me mm -hmm. Okay, as, as far as fi financially to step mm -hmm. away. Um, but, you know, I, f I, found, I found my calling. I, I do like to educate. I'm actually I'm going to be speaking at a school uh, this Friday. I probably s still speak in schools three or four times a year. Yes. I, I do I like, to, like to take what I've learned and all my personal experiences and try to um, – package the information so that it can help other people. And that's mm -hmm. where the YouTube comes in and the book and yes, it, it's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's a nice way to express yourself and without all the paperwork, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay. So that's about what inspired you to become a chiropractor. Now, what would you say is most rewarding about being a chiropractor? So when I see someone that comes in and they're broken, mm -hmm. you know, can't stand up straight, haven't slept properly in six weeks or six months or six years. Wow. Um, I, I had one, one case in particular, uh, a middle-aged lady came in and she had been suffering with daily migraines for 14 years. Wow. And after one adjustment, the migraine disappeared and it didn't come back. So mm -hmm. the, the most rewarding thing is when I can help someone that's been suffering Yes. for such a lengthy period of time and actually know that I changed that person's life. Or not me, but the chiropractic adjustment. Sure. So, I mean, but you're the vessel, right? Sure. You're, you're the vessel sure. by which the chiropractic adjustment was able to serve. And I'm just imagining how fulfilling it is to be a crucial part of somebody else's healing journey. And that's what, that's what I'm hearing from you. It's Absolutely. like how special that is. I mean, you think about 
16 years of pain, frustration, irritation, not only probably that she's facing in her personal life, but how many of us, you know, myself included, when I'm irritated, annoyed, or in pain, then what, what happens with my relationships? Well, sometimes, or not even sometimes, often the pain I'm experiencing affects my attitude. My attitude affects my relationships. So then you just think about the quality of life that she was living those 16 years and you being able to alleviate that and lift that. Right. It's amazing. And you, you're absolutely right. It it doesn't just affect the person that I'm working on. It affects everyone that they're working with, their family. So it, it's nice to know that I'm helping people live a higher quality of life. And then that branches out and affects everyone that they come in contact with. Yes. So then you're just touching up all, all kinds of the community in a, in, a, in a good, positive, healthy way. Trying to. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who was going to start out, like let's say somebody was even listening in or saying, man, that sounds like something they want to, they want to be a part of, you know, what advice would you offer to somebody who was starting out as a chiropractor to, to help them be successful? What advice would you offer them? So my number one piece of advice is, um, goal setting and consistent action. And we've talked a little bit about this Mm -hmm. in, in the mastermind group. When, when I first opened up, I was only a month out of school and I knew I had to hit the ground running. So I just decided that I was going to do seven to 10 events every week. Some of that was, a lot of it was networking. I think that's one of the best ways to build yes. a new business because you're, you're, you're forming relationships with other, other business owners mm-hmm. uh, and that can be very important. Yes. Uh, So I set that goal of seven to 10 events, networking, screening, walking around. I think I passed out a thousand business cards before I opened in that month. Wow. If I wasn't networking, if I wasn't actively working some part of the business, I would take a couple hours out of the day and I would just walk up and down uh, military in Lock Hill, Selma, and just go into every business and pass out a card. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I... met some, met some local people and, um, yeah, just anything that I could do health talks, I would go knock on medical doctor's doors and introduce myself, ask if I could bring them lunch and do a, do a lunch and learn. Yes. So I just, I stayed extremely busy. My, my first six months, I set a goal to adjust a hundred patients a week with, mm-hmm. and, and um, that's that's kind of the point where a practice starts to stabilize and sure. and you can take your foot off the gas a little bit because at that point your your, your practice is stable and 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 can be uh, self sustainable from that point forward just based on the number of uh, people that you're helping. Sure. And so once I got to that point, I started to back off. I think I then the next six months I did five events um, a week and just keep kept scaling back as as my practice grew nice yes sir. I, I love how you made something very specific you said seven to ten to start you know and i think i think that's for for business owners like you want to do everything you, you want to do everything all the time and then you might do everything for a couple of days and get really burnt out and like man no 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 i'm not doing this but seven to ten it, it sounds something that's attainable it's reachable it's i mean on the math side it's one a day and then maybe a couple of days a couple of days are two a days right that's what i attempted to do Mm -hmm. my my thought was i can spend an hour to networking or marketing or advertising every day and like you said you can do and now on on 
my first six months on Wednesday, Wednesdays, I had a breakfast networking group, a lunch networking group, and I would usually go to a networking activity after work on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That was my super heavy day, but I knocked out three events. So usually by the time the weekend rolled around, I'd already put my work in, mm-hmm. uh, already hit my goals, and I was free for the most part to spend time with my family. Yes. But I, I, I love how tangible it is. And I think as people are, are tuning in, again, I think in our world, especially as entrepreneurs and as business owners, we meet a lot of people. And a lot of people are asking the question, is that, hey, well, what it contributed to your success? But I think that consistent um, follow through is really what led to your, your, your early success to help you to um, get to a place of not just even stability, but even hearing from you and seeing, you know, being in your office. It's clear that you're doing well. Thank you, sir. So. Um, we, what, what do you do um, to separate Murray Chiropractic Center from the competition? So great question. We are fanatical about customer service and patient care. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a good friend of mine works for Rackspace. That's the, um, well, I'm not sure. I guess they're more of a cloud, uh, cloud storage company at this point, but they're, they're a technology company here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And they're, one of their slogans is is fanatical fanatical customer support and when i heard that term i said you know what that's that's what i would like yes. for people to say about my practice and my mm-hmm. clinic and my employees and so that's what we talk about we and we really are fanatical whether it's paperwork whether it's trying to help people that have financial issues it it always goes back to really just treating people like family uh, we, we, we run a very efficient system, uh, and this is a pet peeve of mine. When I go to a doctor's office mm-hmm. and I have an appointment for 10 o'clock, I don't want to wait until 10.30, 10.45 to sit, sit and talk with the doctor. Yes. So we work as hard as we can to make sure that everyone is seen as quickly as possible. Yes. If we make a mistake, we own up to it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, with paperwork or insurance, whatever the case is, we are again just fanatical about getting things done. So yes. the the uh, the insurance companies that we work with, the patients that we work with, if they ask for something, we get it done that day. We don't, you know, they're they're going to get their X-ray report that day or the next day. Mm-hmm. So we just really go above and beyond uh, to try to get things done in a timely, efficient manner and just take great care of people. Yes. I think I heard so many great principles there. I think, uh, speed, that means a lot to people because speed, you know, speed is, is about time, right. you know, time is about, about everything. I mean, what great things can people be doing with their time instead of waiting for the doctor who set up an appointment for nine and then seeing them at 1030, Absolutely. you know, but I, I'm hearing that you guys really honor and respect people's time. And then when when problems arise, because problems arise with any business in any organization, it's it's when they arise, not if they're going to arise. When they arise, I'm um, taking ownership and uh, really striving to rectify things that, that that take place. And then the other thing you said, with which is um, um, how did you just did you already explained it? But the idea of even the education you guys provide um, and the the encouragement along the way. So absolutely. Yes, strong. So fanatical. How did you describe it? fanatical? Fanatical customer, customer service, support. customer and, service, and patient care. Yes, I might have to steal that and use that as well. Absolutely, fanatical. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, one thing that I've seen um, in a variety of um, chiropractic uh, locations is 
these uh, chi the chiropractic service to newborn babies, which yes. kind of is like mind blowing, kind of eye catching. So tell me about your experience with that. What is it? You know, how did it come about? Sure. So uh, as I mentioned, I was a special education teacher and I, I was in elementary education the, the uh, entire time, nine years as a teacher. And so I, I love kids. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. My first day that I, and I was teaching third grade, I was so nervous and I'm, I'm a pretty confident guy. I mean, played mm -hmm. football, uh, uh, fought in the MMA fight. I mean, I've, I've okay. done some, I've I done some stuff. Okay. Good uh, to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've hiked 110 miles in the wilderness with mm -hmm. nothing but my backpack on in 10 days. And, uh, but man, I, I think that was one of the most nerve wracking mm -hmm. days of my life was the first, first day I taught these little eight and nine year olds. But then, you know, at the end of the day, one of them came up and said, Mr. Murray, you're the best teacher I've ever had and, and gave me a hug. And nice. I walked away from that just thinking, man, this is this is the best job on the planet. And mm. so I, I relaxed and, and started having fun and really came into my own as an educator. And I, I realized I just love being around kids. I mean, they're 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 fun. They're energizing. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have all this emotional baggage <laughs> like, like we do right, as adults. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was something that's the type of energy i wanted to bring into my practice so we 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 do serve a lot of children and getting back to your question specifically the newborns it's very important uh because the birthing process if you've ever seen it is quite stressful for mom and baby mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a natural birth whether it's a c-section sometimes forceps are used sometimes they have to actually attach a vacuum to the baby's mm. skull and pull them out, extract oh, them. Wow. So the, if you think about the amount of stress and strain on that newborn baby's neck, a lot can go wrong during, during that process. Uh, cerebral palsy is a case in point. That's, that's when a baby is, uh, their, their spine is damaged during the birthing process. Ah, yeah, so, yeah. um, you know, it, it can cause permanent damage. And a lot of times there is some sort of spinal misalignment that's created during the birthing process. Mm -hmm. So, when moms bring their newborns in, we check their spine very gently. Now, uh, adjusting a newborn is very different than adjusting sure. uh, uh, an adult, mm -hmm. uh, obviously. So I'm using my pinkies and the weight that it would take to scoot a dime across a table is about the amount of pressure wow. or, or the amount when, when you squeeze a, a ripe tomato, that's about the amount of pressure that I'm actually putting into the spine, a uh, mm -hmm. very, very minute amount of pressure, sure. but it, it works miracles. I mean, we've seen uh, babies that were constipated after the first adjustment, fill the diaper up, wow. uh, babies that couldn't latch on properly. Again, if, if they have a misalignment in their neck and they're not getting that, that good information from the brain to the rest of the body via the, the nervous system, uh, then they're not going to be able to function optimally. So that's what we're looking for. Any misalignment in the spine, those vertebral subluxations that we talked mm -hmm. about, little teeny weeny vertebral subluxations on sure. a baby's spine. But they, they can wreak the same havoc that they do an adult. Just uh, very important. So anybody that's listening to the podcast, I would find a great pediatric uh, certified chiropractor mm -hmm. in your town. And when you have a baby, on the way home from the hospital, stop and get them checked out. Yes. Wow. Okay. Again, it's mind blowing to think about the connections between the spine and all these other functions of the body. To conclude, latching. Again, never in my, again, in, my, in any part of my imagination would I have connected 
the um, benefit of a visit to the chiropractor to being able to latch or in their digestive system. Absolutely. Or as we've already discussed, sleep or headaches, but just the power in, I guess, the the vitality of the spine and the health of the spine. The the importance is not recognized um, the way it should be, in my opinion. The, the, if you think about it, every every nerve that exits, the, every every nerve that touches anything in your body either exits the skull, or it exits the skull and then goes through the spine and exits the spine. So every single nerve in your body innervates a cell, a tissue, or an organ. If if you have a spinal bone that's misaligned, or if your skull on spine relationship has been compromised, mm-hmm. whatever cell tissue or organ that's down the line is going to be affected. Now maybe it's affected at twenty five percent, or fifty percent, or seventy five percent, but any percentage uh, under a hundred is less than optimal. So we want to make sure those joints are mm. moving properly. Those nerves mm-hmm. are getting the signaling yes. where they need to go. I feel like after all this talk, we might have to like give me a, give me one because not that I even sense any problem, but um, optimizing is my language, you know, yes, maximizing sir. is my language, and being the best version of me is you know um, is something I'm passionate about and is thinking about because um, sometimes and you may have heard more stories on this where people are living at a disadvantage but they don't have to. Absolutely, right? and uh, most people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so uh, I, I'm, I'm just wondering, what, what if I'm missing out on something good on the other side? Again, I don't have any pain or any problems that I can think of. Procrastination is the thief of health, and most people wait until they're in some sort of emergency situation before they act on their health. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you, anyone listening to this podcast, if you have a spine and you live in a gra- gravitational field, which that's everyone on earth, <laughs> you should be getting adjusted on a regular basis. Yeah, it's funny because I was thinking about that as you were speaking. I was like, man, this can make somebody so passionate that like everybody needs this. Absolutely. And uh, to, to get into, um, to serve them. And again, like if you're seeing the, the benefit of it and you've studied the benefits of it, then you genuinely want to help people. And you're like, man, this could be a great um, help to anybody. It's an incredible profession that you know, we're, we're only, what, 125 years old. So, you know, compared to compared to medicine, we're, we're a little bit new to the game. Mm-hmm. And the, the research is starting to emerge that that's proving a lot of the things that chiropractors have known since 1895. So that's nice to see that the research is, is starting to show yes. that chiropractic can affect the entire body. I mean, it, it makes sense. It's a holistic approach to health so yes even i i, we, we, I had a, a doctor on uh, you know an md on and she was talking about it she was just praising you know what you guys do as, as chiropractors and awesome and i was just hearing that and i said hey that that's great you know and i, I was I, I said hey next time i see my friend daniel i'm gonna let him know of how um I highly regarded that she was saying and she was even talking about to the extent that um her education in medicine was lacking this holistic holistic component and so it was kind of even it wasn't even just praising it, but they're saying, hey, like, I think they have something that we're missing. Right. Uh, typically, a chiropractic education is going to have a very heavy focus on diagnosis. Um, and we, we, we delve into things that they don't while they're delving into things that we don't. So for, sure. for example, I, I don't know that much about pharmacology. Um, I don't know how medicines interact with, with each other. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not a medical doctor. Sure. Uh, but when it comes to nutrition, diagnosis, 
postural analysis, musculoskeletal conditions, and of course the inner workings of the spine. I'll, I'll put my I'll put my reputation on the line versus in, any medical doctor. Mm, so. Yes, I love it. I love it. Uh, is, is the quote you gave me? I think the first lunch we ever had together, you, you were like, uh, you know, game rec- recognizes game. You yes, know, sir. game respects game. And I think I, I'm hearing some game on your side with game in the context of you're confident in what you do. You're educated in what you do, and you see the value in it, and you can stand by that confidence with, uh, with, um, with. No, with knowing that you, you could help a lot of people with what, again, the knowledge you, you've been exposed to. Absolutely. Uh, if I can tell a quick story, yeah, I had a, had a patient just two weeks ago that came in with knee pain and they had been to their PCP and they said, oh, well, and they took x-rays and they said, oh, well, you, you know, you're developing a chronic knee condition. And when, when I got in front of the patient, this was in the paperwork um, that I, that I read through before mm-hmm. we started the exam and consultation, I came in and I said, Hey, um, it, it looks like you've been diagnosed with a chronic condition, but number one, you're, you're in your forties. So I think that's, that's highly unlikely at this point. You're about 22, 20, 20 to 30 years too young to have a, you know, chronic knee condition at this point. Mm-hmm. And then also, also he told me about the, um, mechanism, mechanism of injury. He was jogging, and, and he took a misstep, and that's where the pain started. Mm-hmm. And then just, just looking at uh, during the exam, the pattern of pain, I said, okay, I think you have a, and, and this is just my best estimate, I believe you have a lateral meniscus tear that was caused when you took a misstep jogging. We need to send you for an MRI. Well, it turns out it was a medial meniscus tear. So I was off on on which side it was, but I was able to accurately diagnose what was going on with him and get him in the right place. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just case in point, when when I think a lot of people think uh, as chiropractors as maybe not equal with a medical doctor, or in some cases we're not respected Mm -hmm. as a real doctor, but again, I'll put my my skills and abilities to diagnose up against anybody. So, mm-hmm. well, one when you've seen the results with yourself, and then you're seeing the result time after time after time, again, like the results speak for themselves. Absolutely, and you, you see, you're seeing that, and you're seeing the value in it. Um, yeah, uh, you you you're giving me all the, the the good vibes about what you do. Thank you, sir. Um, let's let's talk about promoting the, your business. So, okay. what have you found to be most effective for promoting your business? So I, I spent a lot of time my first year uh, working on my online presence. Mm-hmm. And that has been huge because it's, it's very much like a snowball once it, it starts off small. And I didn't have a lot of money to, to open up my practice, um, really running on a shoestring budget my first year. And so I didn't want to go out and hire someone and do, do a bunch of expensive SEO work. Mm-hmm. But I was fortunate enough in one of my networking meetings to meet a web developer who agreed to um, work with me by the hour. So I would hire for him him for an hour. We would go and sit, and he would talk, and I would just take notes for an wow, hour. Yes. And then I would go back and apply everything he said. And basically, he was he was coaching me to build an online presence organically. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't an overnight type of thing, but by the time I looked down at my, the end of my first year, we had, you know, 50 something, five star Google reviews, Yes, a similar amount on Facebook. I had, uh, one of his suggestions was just try to do as many YouTube videos as you can. Mm-hmm. So I, 
uh, again, I set a goal to at least do two a week, but in the beginning when I had more time and I wasn't seeing as many patients, I was doing a video every day. So I built wow. a, I built mm-hmm. a really nice um, catalog of videos on, on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I have patients that come in to this day and say, hey, I've, I've watched a lot of your videos. They've been so helpful. Uh, so I, I just really spent a lot of time building that uh, organic online presence. Yes. So um, Google has been a, a really big deal. That's probably one of the most common ways for people to find a, a, a service or a provider. So mm-hmm. really focused on on getting my, my online presence up with Google. Yes. Uh, once I w- did start making pretty good money in the practice after about my first year, then I, I took a portion of, of the in- income and reinvested that back into online advertising, whether it be Google, Yelp, Facebook. I've, I've tried uh, a bunch of different platforms. Mm-hmm. We were doing Groupon for a while, uh, but really, uh, and then circling all the way back around, Facebook advertising has been very profitable. I think we, mm. we okay. uh, prop, the last time I looked, we were running a 250% profit on the amount of money that we were putting in there each month. So nice. uh, that, that's been my best return dollar for dollars, Facebook mm-hmm. advertising. And it's just a good way to connect with people. Yes. I love it. I, and, and I love it. It was, it was fascinating about, I think, knowing you is I'll hear you in different settings. I think you and I were talking, you know, we had a meal together on Friday, you know, two days back from here, from, from, from today. And you were talking to me about even like um, your insight and expertise when it, when it came to, you know, YouTube usage, um, when you were talking about even search engine optimization, things you were sharing in that conversation. Um, but then now I'm able to hear the genesis, the, the genesis, the, the, the story behind the insight. You know, I'm hearing that or where, where that came from. Well, you were getting coached by somebody who was, again, you said he was a web developer. Yes. And then so you, you received this. And again, it goes back to your passion for educating as you, you had this investment in you. And you're taking that and passing it to somebody else. In this case, it was me. And then now I'm able to come back and hear the genesis of where all that came from. Say, oh, okay, now I got you. So, yes, sir. Um, no, but but it's it, it's great. I, I love the innovation in using the technology. Even when you said um, on the shoestring budget, doing it organic. So it's not. It wasn't even in the first year about um, putting a lot of money toward it, but using the tools that are around us. And, and many people. Um, and it, it, the way our, our, our world is built now, everybody has a cell phone. So anybody can create content. Absolutely. Now, naturally, when you go, you, when you, the further um, along you go, you, you might do things to tweak your content and make it better. But sure. nothing's stopping anybody today, right now, from finishing listening to this podcast and then going to do, to do something right now to build content for their business or for their passion or for their hobby, um, they can make a video right now, right after this podcast and do something. Absolutely. And, and most won't, but I will. Right. So my, again, my first networking meeting, which my web developer was in that meeting. It was, Mm -hmm. it was just a group of five guys, all small business owners. And this was the, the first week I moved back into San Antonio, the first networking group. I, I met this group of guys that have been instrumental uh, in helping me grow my business. And one of the things that we talked about that first meeting is how YouTube is a powerful source uh, for search engine optimization yes. and that not enough people utilize it. And I, I admitted that I had planned to use it 
I just hadn't got started yet because I was waiting to have my clinic because at that point I didn't even have a clinic yet. I had a, I had business cards with my cell phone on them Mm -hmm. and was just trying to get my name out there. Yes. And they said, stop, stop, no more excuses. When you get home today, Mm -hmm. you're going to make your first video on your couch in your living room. We Mm -hmm. don't care, but we want to see it. And so the second piece of that, well, first of all, I went home and did it because yes. I because I'm coachable and yes. I know a good idea when I hear one. All right. And y- if you're someone that gets in your own way, you need to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And if someone gives you good advice and you don't go home and take action on it, well, you're going to be the most want. Mm-hmm. I will. Yes. So I'm going to capitalize when hey. other people are twiddling their thumbs. Preach it, my brother. Preach <laughs> it. You know, I heard this lesson the other day and um, th- this guy was talking about um, working with people who are not coachable, so not not to what you just said, and he, and he called them an ask hole. <laughs> so they'll ask the question, what, you know, what what do you what's the best thing for me to do? What's what's important? What's crucial? What's vital? They'll ask the question, but, but they, they won't, won't do, do anything. It. Right. And I was like, ooh. So he was, he, he was saying, don't be an ask hole. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of good. You know, I don't. Yeah. Know, there's a lot of studies I can't say that, but I'll say it here. Um, but the idea, um, I think what you're saying is coachability is crucial, you know, it is implementation in can, what you, what you've done. And can we delve into that a little yes, bit? Let's, because let's, there's some, please. something that's a revelation has occurred in my practice and in my businesses and the revelation is better done than perfect. And Ooh, it's, yes. it started on my couch a month before I opened up doing that video that now, if I went back and looked at that video, I would probably be embarrassed but sure. I'm not going to take it down because that's where it all started and now in my businesses I, I coach my employees and and we talk about better done than perfect yes analysis paralysis yes. is what stops most people from getting things done that that idea that everything has to be perfect you know what when I go back and look at my my content when I go back and reread something that I've written uh, you know, it's not always a good feeling. You, you, I see that I've misspoken. I see that mm-hmm. I've made grammatical errors sure. or, or whatever the case may be. But if you wait until something's perfect to, to put it out there, then you may never, yes. you may never produce anything tangible. Yes. So, and, and even in the businesses, it sounds funny and it, it's, it's almost an ugly feeling when you're telling your employees, Hey, I want this 90% done and then we're going to move on to the next thing Mm -hmm. because you want, you want to be thorough. You want your employees to be thorough, but there's a balance between reaching that, that perfection, that ideal, which probably isn't possible and just getting the project done as close to completion as you can. And then moving on to the next thing. Yes. Oh, I'm getting all the vibes in the world, brother. (laughs) So for, for people who are keeping up with me, I, I, I did make a video on that note because you gave that to me on a Monday. And I said, you know what? I think it was like a Saturday. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make a video on this. It's a great Just topic. So the note, right. And it inspired me because I said better done than perfect. And the idea is um, for me, it, it, it started to resonate with me from that quote. It, it birthed this idea, which was um, progression always beats perfection because mm. perfection never comes. That's right. And, and so I was like, you know what? And, and that's what, I, you know, I'm, I'm, and similarly, I'm talking to my staff about and about um, content we put out, you know, because um, sometimes you want to like get the caption just right before you post a an image or a quote. Sure. And then you, you could spend all day on a tiny little that's only going to reach, you know, two or three hundred people. Right. But um, but but it's better to get the content out and then we can 
refine something that's put out there for, for moving forward. And it's a great learning opportunity because you kind of feel, even you said it, you said you might see some of your old videos. You go, ooh, that was actually the opposite of what I intended to say. It popped out differently. Right. But that learning experience and learning from that, it creates some kind of um, imprint is what I'm experiencing that like it gives me some extra um, focus next time I do something. Absolutely. And I wanted to, I wanted to uh, take a little bit of time to talk about this interesting thing, this kind of parallel of ideas that, that occurred. So, and I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but I, I wanted to mention that I am. I am a real estate investor. After my second year in practice, uh, I, I had money left over at the end of the month, which was nice. And I started running the numbers on the stock market, uh, IRAs, and then real estate. And kept coming up with these 20, 30% returns or better on paper. So long story short, I started to uh, take my extra income and put it into real estate investing. Mm -hmm. and, and while I was doing that, I was also going back and educating myself on real estate. So yes. YouTube videos, podcasts, books, anything that I can get my hands on, I was trying to, to learn as much as possible while I was actively investing. I didn't I didn't learn anything, everything, and then go buy a property. I, I went and buy, bought a property while I was yes. learning, and it, it's a lifelong it's a lifelong endeavor, like mm -hmm. anything else. But the the amazing thing is, I started noticing that a lot of the principles that I had learned in the business of owning a chiropractic clinic were mentioned, talked about, relevant in the real estate community as yes. well. And so I. I brought that back to there are just some universal principles. Yes. You can call them big biblical principles. Mm -hmm. You can call them whatever you want. But sure. for example, fanatical approach to patient care. We now have a fanatical approach to dealing with anyone in a real estate endeavor. Yes. So if someone calls me and they, they want me to come and look at their house, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give them the best advice whether it benefits me or not. Yes. So I've had several, several occasions where I've gone to look at a house and I've said, look, you're going to make more money by selling this on the open market than you are selling it to me. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion is you call this realtor and they'll help you get it, get it on the market. Yes. If you sell it to me, you're, you're going to miss out on X amount of dollars because it, it, I think this will sell on the open market just fine. Yes. So it, it just goes back to that, that same universal principle that you, if you treat people well, if you're fanatical about your service, mm -hmm. then your, your, your business is going to grow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what, what you sell, what service you provide. It, it, it just lines up. So yeah, I'd throw that out there. I love it. I love it because it it, it speaks about you. You cre you're creating a what well, you're, you're sowing a seed of success into somebody else, and if you you just keep on sowing seeds of success in somebody else, being selfless and, and thinking, asking the question, what is best for this person, even especially even and especially if it doesn't happen to benefit you, even if it again that's a loss in that potential sale in that in that context and what you explained. But if you do that enough time, the reputation that you build is going to be well beyond um, what you're going to be able to do with a single sale. You know, people are going to, you know, 
gravitate toward you because they know who you are, the kind of person you represent, your character. They're going, they're going, hey, this is a guy that I'm going to recommend my five friends who would benefit, you know, um, from working with Daniel and in, in going through his real, real estate organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's always been a long-term vision with the chiropractic clinic, the real estate, you know, if you choose to make that, that quick dollar that day, as opposed to developing a relationship that could potentially bring you thousands of dollars down yes. the road, I'm always going to have that long-term vision and do what's right for that person in front of me. Mm -hmm. and, and eventually I'm a big believer in karma. I think if you just go out and do your best every day and treat people the way that you would like to be treated, then good things come back around to yes. you and vice versa. Spot on. And I, I think about um, big picture thinking. And uh, I, I think I had an experience that, you know, in the, in the networking group, you and I are in the BNI group, you know, yes. one of my, um, well, I think one of my shortcomings to start, which was I had a room with 30 people that would potentially be listening to me every week and go, oh, okay, great. I want all of them to buy from me, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but then shifting and helping them because, you know, we're in that group and we're striving to help each other, build each other's business. And then shifting that going, well, they might know 25 people um, who, who want to buy from me, but they might never buy from me. And that's completely right. okay. But if I just respect them and try to serve them and build them up, then that's going to be what's um, what they're going to remember about me. Absolutely. And then, yeah, then I, I'd be in an optimal situation too. Um, to serve the people that they're close to. And once I've built out that relationship and that trust, but I, anyway, I just love the perspective of, um, of the long-term big picture versus short-term little picture. Right. You, and that's one reason I love networking and, and I love BNI, like the group that we're in. It's, it's a perfect example. I can go pass out a thousand business cards and maybe I make a sale that day. Maybe I meet a pot potential patient and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But by attending the networking groups and forming relationships, you, you've created a lifelong investment in that yes, other person. That's right. So 20 years from now, if your back is, is hurting, who are you going to think of? Hopefully, that's right. you know, myself, that's right. my, my chiropractic that, center. Daniel Murray. That's same, right. same thing with real estate. So it's it really is about planting seeds serving others and then sitting back in and watching your garden grow. Mm, yes. Bring it all back to, to, to gardening. I yes, love sir. it. I love <laughs> it. So we're talking about seeds, sowing those seeds, reaping the harvest, you know, talk about gardening. I like it. I like it. So we'll do, um, do we have two more questions left here? Um, the next, next one is about what have you found that surprises most people about chiropractic? Great question, and simple answer is the global effects. So most people come in for one thing, and usually it's a neck pain, a back pain, or a headache. Yes. And then I think the, the biggest surprise for most people is the sleep factor. Mm. So when, when you have a spinal misalignment, when you have that subluxation, putting a pressure on a nerve root, whether it's up top, down low, or anywhere in between, mm -hmm. again, it's, it's affecting musculature, so your muscles are having to work harder and and uh, adapt to that spinal misalignment and every every muscle that's working when it should be relaxing is just burning glucose and draining energy mm. so people are fatigued based on that spinal misalignment they don't realize that that's what's causing their fatigue sure and we go in and we make that correction and the muscles relax 
They're out of pain also. That nerve root is not being encroached yes. upon. So there's all these things happening physiologically that they don't expect. But basically what happens is we, we restore homeostasis. We restore that balance to the body mm-hmm. and the nervous system. And the body takes a deep breath and relaxes for the first time in who knows how long. Yes. And then they, they get a full night's sleep and they come back the next day. And I always ask them, you know, how did you do after the first adjustment? And nine out of 10 people say, Doc, I slept like a baby. And I, I always have, have to get up two or three times a night. And I'm some, I think a patient last week told me they overslept two or three times right through their alarm, which, you know, I, I apologize. Yeah, but yeah. I'm also thinking, this is great. This is all this past five years or however long you've been in pain, this, this stored up. Uh, cue of, of missing sleep is finally finally getting corrected so mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's amazing people come in with one condition and then like I said we use the clinic to build people by the time by the time they're through with their treatment they're usually feeling better than they were even before they had whatever whatever incident brought them in sure, so sure. It, it's funny in this in this modern world we we have so many tools to deal with different healthcare issues. Unfortunately, a lot of them are are geared towards covering up symptoms. Uh, and and I, I'm I'm thinking about medication. And mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, it's just let's make you feel better and and go on down the road. But that's that's really just kicking the can down the road. So what I, what I love about chiropractic and what gets me excited is that we're we're able to let the body heal itself yes tap into that innate intelligence Mm -hmm. and keep people from from having to take those potentially harmful drugs Mm -hmm. so yes all right i i I think uh let me go back to the phrase you use so global effects you already say global impact how did you say it uh i think global effects global effects yes um so sleep is, is certainly relevant in my world. I know first time you and I met, we're talking about my wife and and uh, um, we, we could say it on here as well, just that um, her uh, chronic fatigue, you know, is an mm-hmm. issue. And then you were sharing um, about your, 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 you think you know what the potential cause is. And now it's telling you, well, we kind of have a few things lined up in the queue sure. of, hey, we're trying this and then trying this and trying this and trying this. Yep. Um, but even podcasts and I think, I think we need to move up, um, Murray chiropractic center in the queue Number one spot. <laughs> because, um, because again, like we, we have these other things again, like she's, we're seeing another somebody this week. Um, but, but I think, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing even more, um, than before. Good. So, good. uh, we will, um, we'll talk after the podcast. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, well, good, good. Well, to bring it in for a landing, um, I, I want to hear your favorite quality of each of your children. So you have Jeff, Danny, and Davey. Okay, excellent. So Jeffrey is, and I've told him this a lot recently, he, he just turned 16, so he's he's turning into a man faster than I'd like, but mm-hmm. I, I've told him on several occasions that I've admired him since he was very young because he's he's so reserved and he's he's uh, his ability to control his emotions has always amazed me. Mm-hmm. He was the okie dokie, you know. He's the the first kid that behaves himself, and uh, he he really has always been just um, a, a very a great young man growing up. Mm-hmm. And I, I I've told him, you know, I wish I could control my emotions the way you mm-hmm. do, son. Mm-hmm. And I, I do look up to him for that. So he's just a, a 
a blessing, a fine young man, and I'm excited to see, you know, how that how that uh, attitude is going to play out as he as he grows. I actually I'm encouraging him to go into real estate because mm. I think that he's very calculated mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't rush into anything, which um, that's maybe one of my one of my faults. Mm. So um, he would definitely bring some balance to the operation. So I'm hoping that he. Uh, comes and joins right. me. Right, look at it. Look at you point. building so the empire, baby. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. He, he's he's going to the NBA, so maybe after that he can he can come and invest in get houses him, with get me. Get him. I love it. So D- Danny, my daughter, uh, she is fiercely loyal. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is. She's very loving. She's very loyal, uh, and she's not afraid to stand up for herself. You know, she's um, so about to turn fourteen, mm-hmm. and she's had some. She's had some words with me recently and it's it's amazing when you have a child you 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 know everybody says you're you're not going to believe it how much you love them you're not Mm -hmm. gonna you you just can't understand until you Mm -hmm. have been a dad or a mom and it it was funny she she said some things recently to me out of her loyalty uh for her mom and and she was upset about some things Mm -hmm. and stuff from the past you know this is this is stuff that I'm not, I'm not sure why it came up, but Mm -hmm. I got off the phone and I, and typically when somebody says things like that to me, I get really angry and I I can hold a grudge, but Mm -hmm. it just washed over me like water. And I thought, man, I I love this kid so much. Mm -hmm. Like she could say whatever she wants to me and I can still turn around and say, Hey, I love you. I understand you're upset Mm -hmm. and I get it. You know, you're sticking up for your mom and I love that about you. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the follow-up message that I sent her, you know, and she instantly apologized and, and I could tell she felt guilty, but just, just a couple of things there, you know, her, her loyalty is, is, is second to none. Her, Mm -hmm. her, um, her focus on family, even at, at a young age, is impressive. So definitely honored to be her dad yes, as well. Yes, love it. So you have um, the self-control, mm-hmm. you have the loyalty, mm-hmm. and then for Davey. Well, he's my comedian. He, yes. he is I, – I, I've actually started documenting the funny things that he's said. I, mm-hmm. I think – given enough time i'll be able to write a book like a, <laughs> I, call, I call it stuff davy says mm-hmm. and i mean he is just absolutely hilarious mm-hmm. very very loving uh he's he's definitely an entertainer i mean he out, out of all the three kids i could see him you know doing something where he's really putting himself out there whether mm-hmm. it's acting or music or who knows what so i'm looking forward to see how that um that exuberance and that excitement and just no fear of making a fool of himself will, will play out in his adult life mm-hmm. as well. Love it. Well, um, it is a joy to listen to you talk about what you love about your children. Um, it was a joy just having you on the show, getting a chance to connect and listen and, and have some good dialogue back and forth. Um, so do know your, the invitation is extended for you to come back. Okay. And so, so that, 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 that invitation is open. So I know um, you have a bunch of real estate insight. I know you talked about writing a book on what you've learned yes. and, 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 and how um, passionate you, you approached it. And you, know, you learned a ton of lessons. Um, one, I would love to learn. And then two, of course, creating content that people can learn from, from your experience in it. 
um, or even some of the other stuff that I didn't even know about you until we were on the podcast, like the MMA stuff. And sure. And I was like, okay, there's there's a lot more layers to this onion. I hope you so. know that meets the eye. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm I'm grateful you you um, you, you joined me today. I want to let the listeners know that thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are tuning in, be sure to give it, give the podcast that five star rating on on Apple. Uh, share the podcast with somebody who can benefit from hearing what we talked about today. Maybe you know somebody who uh, who is having a trouble sleeping, somebody with constant mi- migraine headaches. Um, somebody, I mean, if you know somebody with constipation, you know, whatever the issue may be, um, chiropractic may be the solution you have been overlooking, especially if you're in the San Antonio area. Let me plug my man Daniel Murray at Murray Chiropractic Center. And, um, and he's a great guy. Uh, he'd be a great place to go. And then also if you have any real estate needs, so there's another plug for you as well. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, al- I'm always looking to help people. Like yes. I said, I, uh, my, my information is, is not something you have to pay for. I, I take phone calls all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually I have people that I consult with for health issues all over the world, patients in Dubai, Thailand. So, yes. um, it, again, it's just about helping people help and serve as many people as I can and sitting back and watching the garden grow. So yes. if anybody has any questions, they can email me. Uh, we're on Facebook, Murray chiropractic center. You can look up my YouTube channel, Daniel Murray. Um, so in, any way I can be a resource, if I can help somebody invest, uh, live their best life, I'm going to do that. If I can help somebody with their, their health problems, yes. whether they live in San Antonio or not, I'm going to get them in the right place. Love it. And I'm getting all the vibes. See, and that's why we're friends right here because he wants to help people live their best life. I want to help people live their best life. And that's right. we want to help people together. Yes, sir. So again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.